Hi, with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the Afghan wigs. I always put the in front of bands' names. Oh, they do have a the, and they turn out not to have it. The Afghan wigs. How do you burn? How many albums deep are they? Ten, I think. Nine, sorry. So, uh, born in in Ohio. Towards the end of the 80s, I am a particular fan of the Afghan wigs. Um, they, when they went to a major label, they were uh, absolutely phenomenally good. They were such a counterpoint to... Like, back in the early post-Nirvana uh, 90s, um, major labels bought up every alt-rock act, and they thought people like Sonic Youth and the Pixies were going to replicate the um, success of Pearl Jam's 10. Um, but a lot of those bands had that sort of miserableist and um, I guess uh, that British indie aversion to fame um, sort of thing that was big in the 90s where, you know, you, it was kind of like a post-punk thing. You couldn't aspire to being the Rolling Stones anymore. You had to be artistic um, and a lot of those sort of post-Nevermind uh, bands had that. Um, the Afghan Wigs were nothing like that at all. They uh, were so cool. Um, Greg Dooley, the, the lead guy, he had this um, really uh, developed persona, like he was playing a character, which was late night, sharp dress suit, or at least like a tucked in shirt. Suede would have liked Greg Dooley. Um, the British band Suede and um, Red Wine, uh, Very Late Nights, uh, Drunken Romantic Encounters, uh, Being a Cad um, and he had developed this whole sort of persona and they had one of the great runs of albums um, particularly I thought um, like four in a row, Congregation, the unbelievably brilliant gentleman with Debonair on it, Black Love, and the end of that run was 1965, an album I would give 10 out of 10 to. I adored that album. And it and their music was, by that stage, very different to what a lot of those post-grunge bands were, which was, it's a weird comparison, but um, the Much Maligned Simple Minds and the Much Maligned Simple Minds album, Once Upon a Time, often called their sellout. I disagree. I think it's their last great album. Sparkle in the Rain is rubbish. Once Upon a Time is fantastic. Where they took the male, very male vocalist and paired a black female American vocalist with him, Jim Kerr on that album, almost as a lead at times. And they did that on 1965 to great effect. And it was sort of like New Orleans, a bit swampy, very sort of post-Rolling Stones, widescreen rock and roll. And I still listen to that album. And they came back, they had a hiatus after... 1965 came out in 1998 um, and they came back with a really good album do the beast in 2014 and have been touring ever since um, i think i might have missed in spades in 2017 but how do you burn um, is i think their best album since the 90s and very exciting for me um, they hold up this time in the um, joshua tree desert uh, which we'll come to in a little bit because um, it's ironic. But um, the most important part of that 
element to the equation of this COVID recorded album that saw a couple of deaths along the way. Mark Lanigan uh, connected with both Queens of the Stone Age, who I'm about to mention, and the Afghan Wigs, Greg Dooley. Uh, he passed away, and so did, I think so did the original guitarist of the Afghan Wigs as well. So this was sort of made throughout the lockdown. And the fact that it's in that desert locale, uh, Queens of Stone Age have their own famed desert studio. This was a studio in the Joshua Tree. Um, and the opening track on it, I'll get the track list up because I haven't got it anywhere else, um, really does put you in Queens of Stone Age territory, even Feel Good Track of the Summer, which is um, it's, it's possibly even more frenetic and bombastic. It's probably the loudest, fastest song that they've done i'll make you see god um yeah it does it reminded me of feel good hit the summer that was rated r um and you you make the body ache you know it's greg dooley's in familiar territory here but moving it into sort of occasional lotharioness to combined with you know weariness and and the broken down version of himself through age um the second track the getaway it's very gentle. It's a nice companion. It's it's a really gentle, almost reminded me of um, Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot album. There's a lot of embellishments on these tracks. Um, so after you know by the halfway stage, you start involving a lot of different um, textural elements to it, like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot does. Uh, the Catch a Cult. It's a really strong opening to the album. That's a great track. How far that I will go. Typical Greg Dooley very taunting um even if there's double meaning to a lot of it and he comes across like he's uh, putting it on you know like he doesn't even believe himself at times and that he's the kind of guy that hates himself in the morning and is twice as bravado about it um really interesting percussive pattern that sort of isn't so nowhere near the the opening track has this really sort of pounding 4-4 and that track's got this really nice sort of in-between the moments um, percussive instrumentation and guitaring, which reminded me, weirdly, of like the smile on Radiohead. Um, some of the guitar in it, some of the strings in it as well. They pack a lot of detail into these tracks. I can understand the gestation being so long because there's so much detail in a lot of these tracks. This is a band that makes albums. I mean, they're clearly are in love with the format um, deliberately. Uh, Gija, it's got the same sort of um, piano as um, Feel Good Hit of the Summer, which keeps coming up, but it's um, played to a very different effect here. And Dooley's um, just, he really focused here. Like he's got, he tries a lot of different things with his voice. Um, you know, he tries to put on a lot of different hats singing. Don't hear that so much. I, I think this is a golden era for indie alt-rock guitar music. It died a death probably around 2005, and it has just risen um, over the last sort of five years again. And this year has been a high watermark of indie and alt-rock guitar band music. Um, not a lot of them are trying to do so much with their voice. Maybe the guy from Black Midi. Um, he's a great singer and he tries to do a lot of he tries on a lot of hats and I like the way that Greg Dooley's voice is mixed on this album it is just far enough back that it's not overwhelming for a lot of it and then it rises to the top on some of the quieter tracks 
And it's, uh, I, I normally, I'm a perfectionist mix lover. So I really do notice when an album is separated, all the instruments are separate and you can hear everything. And this is a really messy album, but it's really messy in a good way. It's like everything's pushing in the same direction. So you get a wall of sound. I really love the, um, the sound of the album. Um, please baby please uh, there's a track on rated R Queens of Stone Age keep coming up here um, which has got the same sort of organ sound on it I really liked it but the thing that blew me away is he's, if you'd have told me that this was Elvis Costello singing I would have believed you it's so bizarre on the uh, please baby please it sounds like Elvis Costello and it's really wistfully romantic song one of the best on the album great vocal performance by Dooley um, lots of the tracks are very sort of sweeping and melodic um, the next one a line of shots has got guitaring like the edge um, and there's almost that fullness of the Joshua like the, not the Joshua Tree place but the Joshua Tree album and it's got this really choppy sort of edge like guitaring that builds throughout the track uh, Domino and Jimmy um, is a, a counterpoint to a track that appeared on uh, Gentleman, I think it was, My Curse. So it features a, what's her name? Oh, Marcy Mays. Uh, so a track called My Curse, which is about Greg Dooley being very, very toxic. So he could come across as this really toxic, chauvinistic guy playing a character in songs. And um, that was about a toxic relationship. Brings back the, f the same vocalist. I am your sadness, baby, uh, like a living ghost inside your head. Um, and curiously, the My Girls bass line. Uh, it's, a, it's a great track. The verses have uh, a wonderful sort of tumbling mel melody to them. Um, the, the last few tracks, I wondered whether it was going to keep up uh, a pretty stunning run of tracks um only like very good would have been the worst at this point um i thought take me there was a little bit probably the weakest track on the album uh a little bit drifty and i wondered if that was going to peter out the album a bit but it did pick up for the last two to sort of really get it over the line um concealer is kind of inhabiting the um the line between bruce springsteen and arcade fire it's a sort of acoustic style intro. Um, so that was um, a nice change of pace on the album, which is um, mostly a wall of sound. And then it, it drops down to that sort of like acoustic guitar with his vocal before bringing a lot of the instrumentation in. And it ends on In Flames, one of the best tracks on the album. Uh, I'm looking for a good time. I'm, I'm on the street. I'm looking for a good time. So Greg Dooley. Um, and it, the guitar work at the end as well. It's this really, really strong finish to the album. So it's, it's, it's I think they're, it's definitely their strongest album since they were reborn. Um, and I think Greg Dooley is in this kind of James Bond-like place where he can't be how he was only. Uh, he kind of has to reference how bad that person was and has to sort of... Um, Bring us more sort of a, of an emotional range here, and he does. It's you know, it's it brings wistfulness, it brings um, you know a lost feeling, a bit of romance, 
to go alongside and I like the way the last track is kind of like him being reborn as the the Lothario out and trawling the gutter being as low rent as possible um, so it's a fantastic album really is it's not as good as Gentleman or 1965 or Black Love or probably Congregation either but they are firing on all cylinders on this album um, as so much detail has gone into every track there's this really sort of sweeping melodic wall of sound to a lot of the music on here so afghan wigs how do you burn i'm going to give a really solid nine out of ten to in a year where i've given so many big scores like black country new road uh black midi uh soul glow um this i think uh the um just mustard so many nines plus this year for indie or all rock guitar music so afghan weeks how do you burn their strongest documents since the 90s and a nine out of ten